Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, good afternoon. So, um, it's good to have all of you in this new catechetical year. And um, it's a beautiful thing because this is family catechesis in which your children are going to have probably among the best catechists in L.A. Very, very good catechists. Many have been teaching here for 20 years. And then, um, through prayer... This year, yeah, it's on. Mike's on, yeah. So through through prayer, I uh, I discern that this year that I would dedicate myself to teaching the adults. Uh, For many many years, I've also taught the confirmation students. And what's very interesting is right now I'm teaching the children of the parents that I had many years ago. Because I've been here uh, probably when most of you were about three or four years, if you're in your mid-30s. No? So what we're doing here is your children are going to be catechized and I'm going to be catechizing all of you. Amen? So that's, uh, that's really the way it should be, is that the children have really good catechists, but then you have also a catechist who happens to be a priest, okay? as well as I used to be a professional teacher, so it's kind of a double blessing that you have a Catholic priest and a teacher teaching you. So the, um, the essential idea is this is that you are called to be the teachers of your children. You hear me? Yes. Okay, you're called to be the teachers of your children. So, the better formation that you have, the more your children are going to receive formation. They're here... They're here uh, an hour a week. But the other 167 hours during the week is they're going to be with you as well as in school. So we can give you an hour a week, but then it's it's incumbent upon you to form them uh, in the time that you have them in your home or other places. But I believe that we can do a lot of good in a short time if we're trying to really walk with God. So, you are called to be the first catechists and teachers of your children. So, take that for granted as we start this new year. You're, you're the primary teachers. Now, so, this, uh, this first day was a day with a little bit of confusion because we had to divide the children up into the classes and find where their teacher is and this and that. Starting next week, 
We'll be here at 4 o'clock and we'll have about an hour class and then after that you're going to be going into the church, the old church, with your children and you're going to be praying with your children. And you're going to be praying with your children in front of the Blessed Sacrament and you're going to be praying the Rosary. So what we're doing in the old church, in the new church, is what you should be trying to do every day with your children. So we're, we're teaching you how to pray and then at home with your children it's incumbent upon you to be praying with your children. Pope John Paul II, a great pope, when he started the new millennium, the year 2000, said that the two primary places for prayer are the church and the family. This is John Paul II. So the church and the family are the two primary places of prayer. Okay, now, the most important part of catechism is where we are going on Sunday. So, you come to catechism on, on, uh, on Wednesday. But every Sunday, every Sunday, you're coming to Mass. You hear me? Yes. Uh, and having, in the past, taught children, one of the most frustrating things of a catechist is the children come into catechism and they don't go to Mass on Sunday. It's like going out there. I, I, I played baseball in high school and college, so I know baseball pretty well. No? It's like going, play baseball, and you go up there without the bat. And you're going to hit the ball with your pinky. Good luck. Huh? I mean, you're, gonna, you're not going to hit the ball when you don't have a bat in your hand. huh? So, to... To live our faith without going to Mass on Sunday is like trying to play baseball without a bat. So all of you, that's part of the catechetical program, is you're here Wednesdays, but also your Mass on, your mass on Sunday. And look, I, I don't, I don't want to treat you like little kids. Because okay? you're adults. No? And I, 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 don't, I don't like to say this, that you have to go, you have to, go to Mass on Sunday. I don't like that. It's like I'm treating you like little kids. Now you go to Mass because you love God, right? Hello? Yes. You know, you have to say you have to go to Mass. And I'm snapping the whip, no? That's, uh, that's treating you like babies. You go to Mass because you love God. Because you love God. One of the most beautiful witnesses I saw, a mother with nine kids, namely my mother, when I was the age of your little kid, seven years old, my mom coming to Mass on Sunday, receiving communion, kneeling down and closing her eyes for five minutes, talking to God. That's probably why I'm a priest, seeing in my mother this really strong faith. So, we can preach by words, but also you preach by your example. Some of you know Spanish, el ejemplo rastra, right? You know a little bit of Spanish. We preach by our words, but also we preach by our actions. So the teacher is going to be asking the children every, every day, did you go to Mass? Uh, so if you're not going to Mass, uh, let's go to Mass starting this Sunday.
related to that, I'm your teacher and I happen to be a priest and um, I spend half of my life in working, teaching and preaching. The other half I spend in the confessional. So I've already been in three hours in the confessional today. I spend about five hours every day. So, if you want to go to confession, right after this, I'll hit the confessional for an hour, then I usually have the 6 o'clock Mass. Or during the course of the week, from 10 to 1, I'm in the confessional every day. And I'm very zealous for being available for you people so that you can go to confession. Only I can hear confessions. Okay? Only I can say, I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it works. You can say that a billion times. Nothing's going to happen. But when I say it, <laughs> your sins, your sins are washed away. Okay? You hear me? Yes. All right. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to, set, the, I'd like to set the stage. I'd like to set the stage uh, for the talk today. And it's this. You are responsible. You are responsible first and foremost in getting your children to heaven. You hear me? Yes. Okay, you are responsible first and foremost and getting your children to heaven. When all is said and done, when all is said and done, the only thing that really matters, my friends, is that I get to heaven, you get to heaven, and your children get to heaven. You hear me? Yes. Whether or not, whether or not uh, we have a long life or a short life, we have a lot of money or we barely have any money, whether or not we're a famous Hollywood star or we're a bum on the street, doesn't really matter. What matters is that we get to heaven. So your, your, your primary responsibility is to get your children to heaven. Now, as a priest, and assuming the role of your, your teacher this year and next year, God willing, it's my responsibility to get you people to heaven. And I take that very seriously. More seriously than you take with your children. And I, I said that with fear and trembling. My, my responsibility to get you to heaven is very serious. Maybe you don't pray that much, but I pray a lot for you. And starting today, I'm going to be offering a novena for you today. What? Thank you. Thank you. This is starting today. I'm going to offer a novena to you. I take it very serious. I'm, 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 I'm teaching you, but I'm going to be praying for you every day. Because your, your salvation and the salvation of your son and daughters is worth more than the whole universe. Now, I'm not using hyperbole or exaggeration. Your soul, the soul of your child, is worth more than the whole universe. 
I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So, I take this very seriously. So, let's, let, let's work together to get your children to heaven. Can we do that? Let's work together to get the kids into heaven. And I believe if you work well with the church, we can work well as a family, we can get those kids to heaven. But you are the primary shepherds to your sheep, and I am the primary shepherd in this class right now for the flock that's given to me. And I take it very seriously. I don't know about you people, but I, uh, I, fear, I fear the day of my judgment. Pray for me. I'm afraid. Are you? I'm fearful the day of my judgment. I am. And I think you should too, because when you die, one of the first questions God, God is going to say, what did you do to get your children to heaven? I'll tell them. Mark my word, when you die... One of the first three questions will be, okay, I gave you three kids. I gave you four kids. I gave you five kids. I'm one of nine, okay? What did you do? What did you do to get your children to heaven? So get ready. That's going to be maybe one of the top five questions will be that. And God will ask me, what did you do, Father Broom, to get the people to heaven that I placed in your path? Okay? okay, so that's 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 the whole that's the whole thrust of the topic today. That's the whole topic. So what I did was, given that it's a shorter day, uh, Ophelia helped to prepare a worksheet for you, and it's a very simple worksheet in which I've given to you the most famous. One of the most famous prayers in the Bible. Okay, the Bible is the Word of God. And the prayer that we've made for you is one of the most famous prayers in the whole Bible. Maybe you've heard of the Psalms in the Bible. Have you heard of the Psalms in the Bible? Los Salmos? Yes. you got the Psalms in the Bible. That's the prayer book. The prayer book of the Bible are the Psalms. And there's 150 Psalms this is by far the most famous that you have quinceañeras, you've got funerals, you've gotten weddings. They all, they all want this psalm. It's called the Psalm of the Good Shepherd. Spanish, the del buen pastor, the, of the Good Shepherd. It's psalm 23. So we're going we're gonna to pray this psalm and then we're going to give an interpretation of the psalm. How, how, can we apply, how can we apply this psalm to our lives? Because you want to read the Bible, you want to interpret the Bible, and you want to apply the Bible. Those three steps. You want to read, read it, interpret it, what does it mean, then you want to apply it. That's very simple Bible meditation method. Reading, understanding, applying. Got it? Not complicated. You're going to read Okay, what does it mean? How can I apply this to my life? So, let's uh, go to our worksheet. You all have it? Okay, Ava will give you a work. 
If you don't have a worksheet or a pencil, make sure you get it. And next week, next week we're going to try to get you a folder or a binder because you're, you're, you're going to have about you're going to have probably about something like 25 worksheets. Each worksheet, this is a short one. The other ones will be probably about three to four pages. So you don't have a binder. You get you go home, you turn it in an airplane, you use it for your your bird's nest, and then there it goes. We want to make sure that you have these in an orderly fashion so that you can refer to them maybe next year. Because if you're here for the first year, you're going to be here next year too. So expect to have in two years maybe about 50 worksheets. Okay. So you all have your... Uh, so what we're going to do... To, we're going to do, you don't have one yet? Okay, Ava, right here. Okay, if you don't have a pencil, raise your hand too because... Your fingernails probably don't have graphite. Probably not. Okay. Your fingernails have graphite. Probably not. Okay. So we're, we're going to we're going to pray together. We're going to pray this psalm. We'll pray it a couple of times, and then we're going to try to give. How how can we inter- interpret this psalm? And then how can we apply this to our lives? Psalm of the Good Shepherd. Ready? Together. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. In green pastures he makes me lie down. To still waters he leads me. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. You set a table before me in front of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Indeed, goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord for endless days. Isn't that beautiful? Do you like that? It's beautiful, isn't it? So what we're going to do now, we're going to do now is we're going to read it again, and we're going to read it a little bit slower, and allow the Word of God to enter into our minds and our hearts. So, together. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. In green pastures he makes me lie down. The still waters he leads me. He restores my soul. He guides me along the right paths for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You set a table before me in front of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Indeed, goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord for endless days. Amen. Beautiful psalm. Okay, let's let's give the interpretation and application. Number one. Got your pencil there? Write down. 
Okay, write down write down this. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of my life. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of my life. Number two. Number two. Jesus knows me loves me and cares for me. Number three. Jesus loves me so much that he died for me. Number four. Read John chapter 10. Okay, read John chapter 10. Read John chapter 10, that's number 4. Okay, number 5. I am called to be the good shepherd to my flock. I am called to be the good shepherd to my flock. Number six, my flock are the children that God has given to me. Number seven. Number seven. I feed. I feed my children by praying with them and 
and teaching them how to pray. Feed my children by praying with them and teaching them how to pray. Okay, number eight. Right now, number eight is going to be a it's going to be a play on words. Okay, somewhat of a pun. But this play in words I'm going to give you is really the, the heart of the whole teaching today. So listen attentively. You listening? For me to be a good shepherd to my sheep. I have to be a good sheep of the good shepherd. Got it? Okay, I'll repeat. If you don't follow it. Okay, for me to be a good shepherd to my sheep, I have to be a good sheep of the good shepherd. Got it? Beautiful, isn't it? Like it? Yeah. Okay. Number nine. What I'm going to tell you right now is something that something that you've probably all heard a hundred times. But look, you probably have it here, but it hasn't arrived here yet. And it's this. Something you've, you've heard maybe 500 times, and it sounds good. They say it with a lot of love and a lot of care for you. It's this. Jesus loves you very much. Now, you people, you've heard that. But you know what I think? For a lot of us, it's here, but it hasn't arrived here yet. That's why we're here. You hear me? No, you know you heard it. But not really, I don't want to sound maudlin, sentimental, or emotional, or overly romantic. <laughs> That's not my temperament, no. But really, Jesus loves you very much. He does. And if you don't believe me, look at the cross. Look at the cross. On the cross, he died for you. Now, okay, if, if, if that goes from your head to your heart, then you're going to be a great shepherd to your children. Once you realize that God loves you, you're going to get that love to your children. You hear me? You know, once, but you know, it, it's here. You've got, to go, you've got to ask the Holy Spirit to allow that to go from your head to your heart and then to your feet. <laughs> so the last point is, the love of the Good Shepherd, I have to give to my children. The love of the Good Shepherd, I have to give to my children. So I invite all of you. Did you like this class? Okay, pretty simple, right? So 
I invite you, I'm not going to say it's so much as homework, but just read through, read through this and pray over it sometime this week. Okay? So uh, let's say Hail Mary and then Father J.R. Uh, is in the church and he's going to be celebrating Mass uh, for you and your, and your children. Either you're going to have a Mass or you're going to have the Rosary. So let's say Hail Mary that, that all of us will be good, cho- good shepherd to our, to our children. Amen? Amen? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among them and bless the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. The Lord, the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We'll see you in, in Mass as well as, as well as Mass on Sunday. Okay? God bless you.